Good evening and welcome to NCLCA Today, a podcast dedicated to educating individuals assisting college and university students along the road to academic success. I'm your host, Patricia Hartley. And I'm your host, Kelsey Fischel. Today we are joined by five fellow Learning Center professionals who attended the NCLCA virtual conference. Casey Bell, coordinator in the Carol A. Tate Teaching and Learning Center at Southwestern Michigan College. Jocelyn Sheridan, Student Success Specialist at Harford Community College. Brooke Edwards, Director of University Academic Support at Tiffin University. Ashley Long, Director of the Center for Teaching and Learning at Parker University. And Jane Lynn Sosa, Tutoring Graduate Assistant for UCF Downtown in the Student Academic Resource Center at University of Central Florida. Today, we will be sitting down with our panel of professionals to talk about their experiences attending and for some presenting at the NCLCA 2021 Virtual Winter Conference. Before we sit down with our panel, let's check in with NCLCA Today's newest sponsor. Are you looking for an opportunity to have your work published and shared with the Learning Center community? Well, the Learning Assistance Review is looking for your best work for the fall 2021 issue. For consideration, please submit your manuscript by June 15, 2021. Have you not heard about the Learning Assistance Review? The Learning Assistance Review is an official publication for the National College Learning Center Association. It seeks to foster communication among higher education learning center professionals, and its audience includes learning center administrators, teaching staff, and professional or student worker tutors, consultants, mentors, and faculty members, and administrators who are interested in improving the learning skills of post-secondary students. The Learning Assistance Review is available free of charge to all NCLCA members. Again, for first consideration, please submit your manuscripts by June 15th, 2021. You can view all of the publishing parameters at nclca.org. Thank you. And now let's sit down with today's guest. Today we are sitting down with some of the attendees of the NCLCA 2021 Virtual Winter Conference. First, let's welcome Casey Bell, Teaching and Learning Center Coordinator at Southwestern Michigan College. Casey earned her Bachelor of Arts in English Language and Literature from Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and her Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing from American University. Casey is an active member of the NCLCA community. Last year, she turned the online transition into an opportunity to connect with her highly popular anti-racist and bias education Zoom meetings, and she continues to be an active voice in the NCLCA listserv. Welcome, Casey. Thanks for having me. Next, we welcome Jocelyn Sheridan, Student Success Specialist at Hartford Community College. Jocelyn earned her Bachelor of Arts in English from Brigham Young University and is currently pursuing her Master of Higher Education from Wilmington University. Like a number of us in the Learning Center field, Jocelyn worked her way up as a peer tutor, working as a writing tutor and earning her Level 3 Master Tutor Certification from CRLA. The Winter Virtual Conference was her first experience with an NCLCA conference. Welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you. Happy to be here. Our third guest is Brooke Edwards, Director of University Academic Support at Tiffin University. Brooke earned his Bachelor of Arts in History from Wilmington College and his Master of Arts in English from National University. During his career, Brooke has served with a number of professional organizations as a board member or committee member, including as member of the Professional Development Committee for NCLCA's Ohio Affiliate. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our next guest is Ashley Long, Director of the Center for Teaching and Learning at Parker University. 
Ashley earned her Bachelor of Science in Health from Texas A&M University and her Master of Science in Health Studies from Texas Women's University. She is currently working on her PhD in Higher Education from University of North Texas. Ashley has attended the last four NCLCA conferences as well as the 2017 NCLCA Institute. Welcome, Ashley. Happy to be here. And rounding out our panel is Jane Lynn Souza, tutoring graduate assistant for UCF Downtown at the University of Central Florida. Jalen earned her Bachelor of Science in Biomedical Sciences from the University of Central Florida and is currently pursuing a master's degree in nanotechnology. Jalen has been active in leadership roles in UCF's Learning Center for many years, serving previously as both an SI leader and SI mentor, and now facilitates academic success workshops and supports CRLA tutor trainings. Welcome, Jalen. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. I want to give a special shout out to all of our guests for being here and thank you Kelsey for being willing to um, complete the bios and then say everyone's bio um, as well. I, I want to go ahead and start with some questions because y'all we need to know some answers and we're so excited that y'all came to the first because this was our first ever NTLCA virtual conference. So this is not something that we have always had in terms of a virtual conference It's typically physically in person. So this year was a little unique. Um, so when we asked our panel to come with us, come be with us today, we really wanted to have an opportunity to share what the benefits are of NCLCA while our NCLCA members share their journey of higher education. So Casey, we're going to start with you. Can each of you introduce yourself and let us know how long you've been a member of NCLCA and what, if any, previous experience you have with NCLCA conferences? Sure. Um, so I've been a member of NCLCA since 2018. I attended the Summer Institute in 2018, and that's what got me started. Um, I actually was incredibly excited for the online conference this year, and it was part of the planning committee as well. So I helped with a lot of the technology and um, particularly guidebook uh, for the conference. So I've been a active-ish member. I haven't been able to make it to an actual conference for NCLCA because of budgetary reasons. Um, they tend to be just a little bit outside of my budget. So the virtual conference for me was a great opportunity to get involved and to present and do so in a way that was budget-friendly, um, especially in a time when we lost a lot of our professional development budget at the college. It also made it so my assistant coordinator and my lead professional tutor could also join the conference, which was a great opportunity for me. So I'm really excited to see what else we can do with future conferences in the online format and the technology as we learn from the past and continue to grow for future conferences to make them more accessible for more people. That's actually a good point. I'm so glad that you actually brought that up. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't, I know that having the conference virtually allowed it to be more accessible specifically for my graduate assistant, Jane Lynn as well. So um, I definitely agree with that, I'll co-sign. And I'll, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Jocelyn, but I'm gonna ask you to go next. Sure, so I'm a newbie. I've been a member of NCLCA less than a year, but I really enjoyed my first virtual conference and just networking, getting to know the organization better. And I also just recently earned my Learning Center Leadership Certification Level 1. So I'm excited to, you know, be learning more about NCLCA and getting involved. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for that. Those LCLC certifications are definitely, they help you also with your professional development. It, it kind of helps you direct which direction you want to go in terms of uh, learning centers and academic affairs. Ashley? 
Hello. <laughs> um, I have been a, like Kelsey mentioned, I have been a member um, going to conferences in, in the Institute since 2017. So um, I've been to the last four uh, conferences. So dating all the way back to San Antonio, um, Niagara Falls, Louisville, and now um, this year with the virtual. Um, I uh, am with K Casey in the sense that I started my journey into NCLCA uh, just headfirst into the Institute, which is phenomenal. If anybody um, has the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. Um, I still say I go to a lot of conferences. I'm a conference junkie. Um, I'm also, my role does a lot of faculty development. I'm in charge of faculty development for the institution. So not only do I participate in a lot of conferences and attend, but I also promote them within my institution. And I will say that um, NCLCA always brings about the best conferences that I've attended. Um, and this virtual one was no exception. I really enjoyed getting to see because these are my people I mean I go to a lot of conferences but these are my people <laughs> um, and so after the crazy year to 18 months um, that we've had um, it was so nice to be able to quote unquote see people um, at least to be able to touch base um, even if we can't be in person just just yet so um, I am also an LCLC um, certi certification person um, I'm a level two so uh, also love that program as well. Shout out to all the LCLC people. I'm, I'm level one. I'm working on my level two. That's what I'm going to throw out here. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's a part of actually my um, performance appraisal. So the next time I go at the end, the level two is a, is a part of that. And uh -oh, Jane, you committed to it. <laughs> I know at this point now it's public. Everybody going to hear it. Jane Lynn. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I can relate definitely with so many things that had already been mentioned. So Jocelyn's a newbie, so am I. I'm probably a super newbie because I was only there for the conference. Um, and then I know that Ashley mentioned that it was really nice to see her people and, you know, in the conference and see everybody presenting things that they're experienced in. And it was really nice to see like my own supervisors that I've had for such a long time to share their experience, everything that they work on behind the scenes that I wasn't even aware of back when I was just a tutor or an SI leader. So it was nice to see everybody getting together and just showing, showcasing pretty much everything they've been working on for years and years. And I think it was very nice to be there. So I'm excited to learn more about it and continue to be part of this wonderful group. Thank you so much, Jalen. And thank you for taking time out of your schedule as well to be um, at the conference. Jalen has a supplemental instruction background. She really is very skilled when it comes to the SI model. Um, and so her being in this peer tutor role has really enhanced um, some of the knowledge in terms of what I believe tutoring should be and what it should look like, but taking some tips from supplemental instruction and incorporate sprinkling it in to tutoring so that it's even that much more powerful. And of course, Brooke, well, thank you, and I'm glad to be here today. Um, this was my first NCLCA conference. Um, I've tried multiple times to get to them, but um, budgetary considerations, usually mm. it's one conference a year, uh, maybe two if I'm lucky and, you know, something in state. Um, and having been on ATP, now ACTP's board, I was always going to those conferences rather than uh, NCLCA's, but I was always trying to catch the webinars that were being offered. Um, you know, I, I'm so glad to be able to go to this conference and it being accessible. Um, my background is, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, I, I would like to think I'm a newbie, but uh, too many years have passed for me to be able to say that. So I've been in learning centers for um, over 25 years now. 
and started as a peer tutor and worked my way up. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, initially professional development wasn't something that was highly considered. Um, the centers were an afterthought in some of the institutions I worked in. And so when I found NCLCA about five years ago, actually Mike Frizzell, um, I met him at a conference and he said, you know, you ought to join NCLCA. And I found this whole group of people that um, were like I was working in the same environment, doing the same things and started to find the sharing of ideas. And it was wonderful. Um, so it's kind of, it's been great and loved being able to see folks at the, the conference. I'm loving the fact that I know, you know, Brooke mentioned it um, as well, but the fact that it sounds like if it wasn't for the virtual conference, you may not have come because of budgetary challenges. So um, in CLCA, I know we're listening to this. We definitely want to keep that online component. So for those who can't physically make it to the conference, they can still, um, they can still participate. All right, so my next question is for those here who have attended NCLCA conferences before. So I believe that is uh, Ashley, myself, and Patricia. And so I wanted to just get your thoughts regarding the online format. How did you feel that that compared versus the in-person? So Ashley, what did, what did you think of the difference? Um, you know, I think, it, I think it held a lot of the same um, kind of feel to it. Um, I don't want to say casual because um, a lot of times people can think that, that means unprofessional, but that's not the case. It just, but it, I guess it felt more approachable, I guess is a better way to say it. Um, I really enjoyed this year um, being able to, to interact and see some of the, the tutors and grad assistants. Um, we've touched on it about accessibility before, but I think that's a piece that's been uh, lacking in the the in-person ones, um, especially when we're talking about, um, I remember some of the conferences in the past have, have had a higher price tag just because of location. Um, and it, it's just been really nice to have that missing perspective, I think. Um, I think NCLCA is all about collaboration. And I like to say that it's a lot of organizations that you join are um, position specific or area specific, but I think NCLCA is very much an other duties as assigned specific, which I think a lot of us end up doing is a lot of other duties as assigned. So it's kind of like this melting pot. Um, and so it was nice to have all of the pieces of that melting pot together in a virtual, even if it's just a virtual, uh, virtual sense. But I, I thought it was very well um, received at least by me and those who I've talked to. Yeah, definitely agreed. I know a few people on my team mentioned going to presentations that were student led and to have that student perspective, I think is, is so hard because of right that budgetary limitation. I know uh, the last conference, only three people on my team could go and it was because we were all presenting and I uh, won <laughs> like a free registration. That was the only reason I was able to go was like literally luck. And so to be able to have the whole team go and we were able to take so much away as a unit that we could reflect on and we're already looking at ways to incorporate it. Agreed, like it really, it completely changed the way we were able to use the conference in such a more productive and I agree approachable way. Love that word. I, yeah, yeah, I love that word productive. Yeah, definitely agreed. What about you, Patricia? I wanted to get your thoughts really quick. Okay, so I have a, 
I discovered FCLCA, which is the affiliate chapter, before I discovered NCLCA. And I got to give my students um, a, a shout out because if it wasn't for a diversity award that I received at a different institution I was working at, and it came with like a $500 stipend that you had to use within a period of time, I uh, got an email from FCLCA saying, hey, this is our first conference in Tallahassee. The next thing you know, I was with other learning center professionals. And I've gone to other national conferences before um, for student affairs professionals, and they felt overpowering. It felt like this is too large. This is too big. And then it wasn't specifically focused on academic affairs. Like it was like the focus was on involvement and, and, and we want students to be involved and we do, we're involvement. We're just involvement on a different side of the house, right? Um, so I said all that to say, for me, FCLCA is what I found. And once I found FCLCA, figured out it was affiliate of NCLCA, um, at that point in time, I was basically hooked. And so for the NCLCA conference um, in, I think it was the one in 2019, that was the first one I'd ever gone to in person. Um, and this is my second conference and it just so happened to be um, the virtual conference. I'm an in-person person. So if I'm being transparent, y'all know what I like. Um, I really do like being um, in person. However, just as, you know, Casey was talking about, Brooke was talking about, um, Jane would not have been able to come to this conference had it not been virtual. We wouldn't have been able to go to, I think it was Utah, maybe that's where we were supposed to go in the fall semester. Um, I know Jane wouldn't have been able to go. If I'm also being transparent in terms of budgeting, I'm not even sure if we were in person, if that would have been something we'd been, would have been able able to um, um, able to afford. Um, I did get an opportunity to present, as Jalen said, with my other two colleagues who are coordinators, one who does supplemental instruction, the other one who does ACE coaching. Shout out to Kiara and also Erica. Um, and so it was a great opportunity for us to present together um, and me to be around more like-minded professionals. I've, I've, I would also like to say the 2019 conferences where Kelsey and I had a conversation with the um, then president um, Jeff and Jeff basically was like, you think a podcast should be here, Patricia, we're going to put this on the, uh, on the survey, we're going to see. And the next thing you know, me and Kelsey was getting an email with Diana copied on it saying move forward with the podcast and we were like, okay, it's happening and that was three months ago so you know, with that being said, NCLCA moved quickly, but they're also open to more ideas and I think in terms of learning center professionals, this is the organization for that. Yeah, don't brainstorm too close to the NCLCA board because they're like, okay, cool, let's do it, let's go, okay, you're going. And you're yeah, like, they will, they will. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even right, like to be able to connect with all of you happened because we were online and we could add in this happy hour piece and we could have that connection. So I think it really, you know, I think it's easy to go, oh, it was online, we're not all in person, we can't see each other, we're not connected, but like clearly we are connecting. Agree. And then for those, we've had an opportunity to talk about us being at the conference, but for those who were first time conference attendees, what did you think of the virtual conference experience? So I'll go. This is Jocelyn from Hartford Community College. Uh, well, you can't beat the convenience of an online conference, right? Of course, very convenient. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I am, of course, looking forward, hopefully, to the day when uh, I can attend an in-person conference. But I think... It was such a valuable experience for me just to connect with other people and really start to feel a part of NCLCA. Um, when I first started my position, 
my supervisor gave me a list of organizations that she suggested that I joined and the acronyms were flying everywhere, you know, NAS, CRLA and CLCA, and it was good. And I appreciate that I've been able to, you know, be connected to different organizations and local chapters as well. But I would say that um, coming to this NCLCA virtual conference was really the first time that I felt um, integrated and, and fully connected into an organization, just being able to talk and collaborate in small groups during the sessions. And then also, of course, I enjoyed the podcast happy hour, uh, being able to connect with people I really look up to, like Dr. Sandra McGuire. I was like, we're in the same Zoom room. This is crazy. So it was uh, really valuable for me in that way to feel connected to the organization. I, I completely agree. This is Casey from Southwestern Michigan College. Um, and I have to be, you know, fully transparent. Like I mentioned, I was on the planning committee for the virtual conference. So obviously I think it was great because I was part of the planning committee. Um, shout out to the rest of the planning committee. It was a lot of work, but it really went off without a hitch. It went great. But my biggest, the thing I'm looking for most, I think, is that we asked all of the presenters to record their meetings and we're going to be able to host them on the NCLCA member website. So there were so many sessions that I wanted to attend that I didn't get to attend because I was stuck doing one at a time. And so now we're going to have the ability to go onto the member website and watch the other ones that we missed. And I'm really excited about that opportunity. And that's something we don't typically get at a conference. You choose your tracks, you choose where you go, and that's it, and you you just miss out on the others. So we're getting not just accessibility for more people, but accessibility for more sessions after the fact, and just sharing and gaining that knowledge that we wouldn't otherwise have access to that I'm really, really excited about. Well, this is Brooke from Tiffin, and I, I've got to echo what was said. I'm like you, Patricia, I'm a, an in-person kind of guy. I love, you know, being in the room and, and having those conversations and those ideas sparking. Um, and it's one thing I have missed through the pandemic. One of my concerns going into the virtual conference was that there wouldn't be any of that spontaneity that you see in person. And that, that wasn't the case. I mean, it was fantastic. Um, you know, the happy hour alone was great and the conversations and it, it was like you were all sitting there. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it from that standpoint. You know, one of the things with, with NCLCA that I have to echo is how it is the place for learning center professionals. And when I, when I started joining some of the national organizations, you know, I was a member of what was NAID, now NOS, um, ATP, it's now ACTP, CRLA, all these, and it's like the alphabet soup, and it gets overwhelming, and we heard some of that in the conference as well, where somebody said, well, this organization does what for what certification and how, you know, um, but I, I would have to say, having kind of tried the others out, you know, nothing against any of the rest, but NCLCA is fantastic, and it's the most collegial. It, I've gained the most from it from you know, versus any other organization. And we have a state affiliate. I, I got to be on the ground floor of the state affiliate. I've been on a professional development committee for that and watched it grow. And, you know, it, it's just been amazing to watch. Um, it was because of, you know, somebody from NCLCA that I learned about Learn Assist as a listserv. 
which is a fantastic resource. And because of that, you know, I attended some sessions that Casey held um, and, you know, learned about Discord, only to find out that my 13-year-old uh, <clears throat> could also tell me about Discord for various things. So when I have questions, I can ask him. But, um, you know, I, I, the, the connections that I've made have been wonderful. And like Jocelyn said, you know, being in a room with Dr. McGuire alone was worth the price of, of the whole conference because when she comes into a room, what she brings to the conversation is always stellar and amazing. And it wasn't the first time I'd been able to do that, but it, I was grateful that I was able to do that again at NCLCA. It gives you the access. It gives you the access. All right. I think I'm the last one. So this is Jane Lynn from the University of Central Florida. Um, I had a wonderful experience at the conference. As Patricia mentioned before, I think I wouldn't have been able to go to the conference if it wasn't because it was online. And she was the one that exposed me to this whole NCLCA world. <laughs> I didn't even have any idea that it existed. So I'm very glad to be part of it now. Um, and so when it comes to the logistics of the whole uh, conference itself, I think it was beautifully put. I almost felt like I was there in person. And I think uh, it felt like touring around like this whole thing as if I were in person and, and everything was online. So I think it was very well organized. Um, I'm also always busy like in the STEM world. So I'm always in lab and I'm always, you know, doing presentations here and there. So the fact that I could hop in and out of the conference whenever my schedule allowed, then I think that was really, really good. So um, I would love to come whenever it is next year. And I'm very excited to see how this all grows. Yeah, I have to echo that the, the movement through that whole conference, it felt so organic and it really did feel like you, I mean, it was just like in person, you like pull up the guidebook, like where am I going next? So I got to say, like the work on the guidebook, beautiful. It, it made it still feel so much like we were still going through those same kind of in-person motions and that same kind of connection. And it really, for me, made sure it didn't just feel like hopping in and out of meetings all day, but it felt different. It felt like being at the conference. It was awesome. So shout out to the planning committee. It was amazing. Whoop, whoop. Go Casey. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say with the, the guidebook, this is Ashley from Parker University. Um, even the different platforms at first, when you think, oh my gosh, I've got to go to the different platforms. About two sessions in, it kind of felt like, oh, we're in ballroom A. <laughs> oh, we're in ballroom C. Like ballroom A is Teams, a ballroom B is Zoom. And so it just felt like you were going into these familiar rooms and you're like, oh, I need a jacket in that room. Okay, no, I need to take off my jacket in that room. So it kind of felt that way um, with the different platforms. So I would say, yeah, that contributed, I think, and great job planning committee. Yeah, and one of the, oh, Casey. I was just gonna say thanks for that feedback. That's really great to hear. Um, that was something we really tried to do. We wanted to make it as, personable as possible. We wanted it to feel like we were all together. So we added some extra touches we don't normally do by adding pictures of presenters and having bios and having LinkedIn profiles. So you could always go back in and get in touch later. Um, you know, that was the one piece that was kind of missing was that, that networking. Um, and so being able to get in touch with the presenters or each other after the fact, I think it worked pretty well for the conference. So I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that everyone's experience was as close to in-person as we could really get. Well, Casey, this is your first time attending the conference and your first time planning, I guess, the conference too. How did you get into planning? <laughs> um, you know, I, 
can I throw David Reedy under the bus? Because I think it was his fault. Um, <laughs> he introduced me to Lindy, who's our current president, yes. and said, you know, here's Casey. She's knowledgeable about technology um, and, and you should use her if you can. And I just said, yeah, I'm happy to help. And so it, it just kind of went from there. I'm kind of a technology geek and really love to play with new technologies. So the pandemic in a lot of ways has been awful, but a little fun for me because I get to play with new technologies and do new things. Um, And so I just, I got pulled in and it was a fun and great experience. I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, I'm glad that so many people enjoyed the, the labor we put into it. Well, thank you. And I don't see that component going away. I mean, I see it more, you know, in person, but in terms of it being like a convenient recording sessions, being available later, I personally see that as a continuation with this conference. Same thing when it comes to um, tutoring, you know, the in-person, you know, when us coming back and getting back into that swing of things, I don't see the hybrid component doing anything except being more on demand. So I, I see us continuing to use these um, different modalities in order to make it more convenient for our students to get services. Absolutely. And that's something too, for the in-person conference we will hopefully be having in the fall is we're exploring some hybrid options as well and how to make it more accessible for more people, make it again so we can record these sessions and access them later. So I think we've seen a lot of really great technology come from what has been a horrible situation. Um, a little bit of silver lining is we're just able to be more agile now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to kind of build on that idea. So something um, that my team did uh, here at FGCU is, so my director brought along everybody, which I think was something a lot of centers got to do with this more budget-friendly option was bring a lot of people. And we actually made, uh, well, she put together a spreadsheet of all, all the presentations that were happening. And then we all had to go in and sign up to make sure nobody doubled up on topics. And then we went to all of our presentations. And then at our last staff meeting, we went through and gave quick like recaps of everything we saw. So we could start looking at, okay, who went where, who could find that useful? How can we start to learn from it? And so having the recordings available, it allows us to then like take that next step. So it's not just like, okay, I have this notepad full of notes. And then I sat on an airplane and like decompressed for two hours and I'm home and I'll put this notebook away and maybe I'll look at it again if I remember because I'm back in work mode. It's like this stuff, there's such a clear path to using it again and keeping all of this information moving forward. So my question to all of you, um, you know, since the goal of these conferences is to connect learning center professionals and give us the opportunity to learn from each other and learn all of this information, what were some of the biggest takeaways that you had from the conference? And I'm going to go in the order that I see you on my screen. So I'm going to start with Brooke. Well, I I think for me, um, something that I find every time I attend uh, a conference is I come away with a lot of new ideas. And this conference was no exception. Um, We have a kind of a unique profile here at Tiffin in that uh, about 70% of our students are also student athletes, um, which is pretty remarkable. And then we have um, an arts and commercial music program that accounts for another 20%. So between the two, we kind of have some, despite our forensic science program being top-notch and all these other things, all of our students kind of fall into a couple of buckets in one way or another. Um, So, you know, some of what I was able to do is connect with some folks who had worked on some things with 
athletics. You know, how can we bridge that? Um, in a lot of institutions, there's kind of a a fight between athletics and academics. Um, here, there really isn't that fight, but at the same time, it's just a lot. And so, um, it, you know, in a normal institution, okay, 40%, you're trying to corral 40% of the population. Well, here, it's 70 to 90% we're trying to corral. And so, got some information on some ways we can do that. Um, the other thing is, uh, with tutor training, you know, something very specific. Um, Dr. Sandra McGuire's presentation on metacognition. I had been through some of that before, and I do that as part of our tutor training. But, you know, it gave me the opportunity to see it again firsthand and walk away with a few new ideas. And then hear some of the folks in the room saying, these are the things that we're doing with that, or this is something we've tried in training. Uh, you know, that's invaluable because I think when we're at our individual programs, we tend to see it through the lens of our programs and from our experiences. So to hear somebody else say, well, we tried this and all of a sudden you go, hmm, maybe that'll work. And, and that, that's the real value, the connections you make and the ideas that you get, because it, it, it builds this collegial environment and it gives you the ability to reach out and ask questions, but it also comes back and enhances what we do. Yeah, completely agreed. I think that there's such a great opportunity for always reframing how we think about our centers and be able to come out of the space that we're always in and sort of reimagine it a bit and bring that back with us. Absolutely. Um, all right, Ashley, what about you? What did you take from um, the conference? I would say in addition to what to what Brooke said, which was so eloquently put that, you know, seeing even if you start seeing the same things over and over again, or something similar over and over again, I feel like every time I go to an NCLCA conference, I see it again, but in a different light. Um, and the virtual conference was no different. I mean, I would say that that was the exact same experience. Um, so echo what Brooke said. Um, I would say another thing that this particular virtual conference did a little differently that I really appreciated was the focus on self care. Um, I feel like that was a theme throughout every session and even through the conference schedule. Um, I am from a very small campus, campus, and I know that even on large campuses, learning professionals, learning center professionals have to be all things to all people. Um, I think Jeff said it in y'all's um, podcast, y'all had him on, is that we have a unique ability to bridge the gap between student affairs and academic affairs. And we get pulled kind of in this tug of war between both areas. And so we fill a gap, we fill a need, we, we play for all the teams. And I think we forget sometimes that we have to care for ourselves as well. Um, and so I really appreciated that kind of interwoven theme of like, let's just um, take a moment to learn, but let's also realize and pat ourselves on the back for what we've gone through in the past year. So I liked being able to see what other people have done in the last year and say kudos to y'all for not only surviving but thriving and coming up with new innovative ways to um, serve your students. So I really liked that innovation, self-care, that kind of whole thing. And I, and I, Casey, I hope that that's what the, the planning committee was going for. And if it wasn't, good job. <laughs> Good job either way. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely something we were going for. Yeah, it is. It is really awesome to see like this, this growing trend of this kind of self-care perspective, because I think for so long it was sort of this 
you show up to work and we have this like busyness mindset of, well, we're busy till summer and that's just what it's like here. And it's like, no, like that's a lot and it's okay to, to take a break. And for anyone listening who hasn't already heard it, our second episode with uh, Lindsay Singh from FGC was all about incorporating self-care into your center and making that a part of your practice with your team. Thank you. Um, Jocelyn, what about you? What did you take away from the conference? Sure. Well, I am so glad to hear that the sessions are recorded and will be available because I'll admit that I spent uh, probably too long agonizing over which sessions I was going to attend um, just because there were so many things offered that I felt were immediately relevant to what was on my mind and what was happening in our learning center. Um, so for me, the, the first workshop I attended was all about um, teams and office integrations, which was really valuable for me to collaborate with other people because we are an Office 365 campus and have used um, Teams and Microsoft Bookings for our learning assistance. So that was really valuable. And then I also um, just got some great ideas and inspiration on how to improve um, our workshop series and also our group tutoring efforts. Yeah, we're also a um... A 360 campus and and it was really nice to kind of hear all these other perspectives and you know because I think we put it all, all of our processes together very like oh we have a few days scramble just patch it together make it work oh my god and so to hear like okay now that we can breathe like what did you do that worked oh that's a great idea oh, okay I'm doing that that I'm not just crazy like that is working for everybody and to just kind of have that camaraderie about it yeah agreed very uh I don't know reassuring <laughs> to have that. Um, Jane Lynn, what about you? Yeah, so I want to go back to what Brooke was saying earlier. So um, in the past, whenever I had to like um, put together all my like previous workshops and the ones that I still have to do today, I barely had any ideas on how to put them together. But as soon as I went to the conference and walked out, I think I have so many new things to incorporate into my personal workshops as well as for tutoring. And now I was like, uh, a more of like a supervisory role now at the downtown campus at UCF. I think I have so many new ideas I would love to incorporate just for tutoring in general. And I think the conference also made me like have a moment where everything clicked and I was really proud of like all my background in tutoring and even like all the work that the tutors themselves put in um, to like everything that we do. I think it, it was the moment where I finally realized like, okay, it's not just about going to a session and teaching a subject. Uh, there's definitely more that comes into play with that. And I love that there's, you know, presentations that just talk about what we do, you know, every day. So I think that's what I got from the conference. The tutors, let me tell y'all, and I know we're about to wrap up when it comes to time, y'all, but I have been in the position as a student who has needed a tutor. And it wasn't just in college. It happened in high school. Shout out to my high school teacher who was able to give me that free tutoring that was necessary in order to help me in an AP class. I was in an advanced placement <laughs> algebra two class. And they thought that I was a better performer in the higher class than the lower class. And I, I stayed in it. My mom was like, the teachers know what they're doing. Stay in there. And so I basically stayed in it. And I I just want to just let our tutors know that you don't just tutor, you change lives. I have had students, y'all, come up to me on campus at the library to say, Patricia, hey, how are you? You know that tutor that you have, Gabby? If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have graduated. Like, they don't say I wouldn't have passed the class. Like, they'll say stuff like, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have graduated. Same thing with our supplemental instruction program. I mean, our ACE coaching program. So it's these positions in terms of the tutors themselves who are the ones out there in the field doing it. Y'all are impacting lives on another level and you are even, 
I don't want to compare it in terms of student affairs and the Office of Student Involvement and those kinds of things, but I don't want, I want to remind you that you are just as impactful to the changes and the difference that you make in the students' lives as any other student leader on campus. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, the RAs, orientation leaders, that those positions are a little more visible and tutoring can feel like, oh yeah, and the school has some tutoring in case people need it. But it's like, you are also part of this like national yes. position and job and service. And like to be able to have you part of this conference to say like, you're not just here because like somebody needed help in math, but because students across the university benefit from your surface services and that we know at a national level that the services that our student leaders provide is necessary to student success. It's not like it helps, it is literally necessary. And the work that our student leaders do is invaluable. And I love my student leaders and I'm obsessed with them and they do great work and you all do great work and I will go on forever. So I'm gonna pass it to Casey <laughs> for her takeaways. So I'm, I'm always blown away by the content at any conference or the webinars that NCLCA does. I get so much information and I learn so much from my colleagues. Um, the one session that I was able to attend that I got really excited about was, I believe they were from Westminster College and they talked about how their learning center and their student success division came together to create, sorry, my phone just rang. Um, they came together to create a first year success course. And I've been involved in helping create the course content for our first year success course. And so I've been trying to do that. We're trying to do the best that we can. And they had some great ideas and insights for me to take back to the powers that be. And I was so excited about sharing that information. So that excitement is one of the takeaways, um, just kind of rejuvenating my passion for this project. Uh, this was also the first conference that I ever presented at, and I was very nervous, but it was, it, it kind of gave me a gentle introduction because I didn't have to stand in front of a room full of people. It was a Zoom room that I'm very much used to speaking in at this point. So I felt very comfortable doing it, but also kind of feel like I got the first one under my belt and I'll be able to do it more in the future. So a lot of great takeaways for me. That's such an awesome note to kind of wrap up on because you're right, there's so much forward momentum that comes from attending these conferences. It's not just like, cool, that's great, but you, I agree, like I felt so like rejuvenated and like ready to keep going. Like I'm like, I'm not burned out anymore. This is great. I'm going to apply all these things and maybe that wears off, but it's still, it kind of still carries you through that you sort of feel like you can get back into that headspace of thinking of new things and, and continuing to improve the work that you do. Uh, so thank all of you for sharing these insights and for um, coming and talking about your experiences with the conference. It, I think it's it's a great opportunity not just to hear your perspectives, but for your for you know our learning center and professional peers to know that like these experiences are out there, and if this is what they felt, it's all of us felt it, and to still feel like we're part of this community even now that the conference has ended. Um, so thank you so much for coming and sharing. And um, as a reminder, for those of you who are interested in a behind the scenes look at the virtual conference planning process, you can definitely check out our December episode with NCLCA President Lindy Coleman, where she does talk a little bit about kind of the in the weeds process of preparing that conference. And with that, we're going to now head to Patricia with some NCLCA announcements. 
That's right. I hope that y'all did have an opportunity to attend our latest webinar this past Friday, March the 12th. Um, Laura Sanders from NCLCA, she talked about the NCLCA certification chair for her webinar, Using Framework to Complete Your Center Assessment Process. And NCLCA is pleased to be a founding participant of the Council of Learning Assistance and Development Education Associations. And if you're looking to certify your center, visit our website at nclca.org slash events for more information. Thank you for tuning in to NCLCA today. And thank you, panel, for being with us. I am your host, Patricia Hartley. And I am your host, Kelsey Fischel. Do not forget to visit ncLCA.org for more information and to participate in our forums, webinars, and to listen to previous podcasts at nclca.org slash podcasts with an S. NCLCA Today can also be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that concludes our NCLCA Today podcast, episode number eight. Thank you.